0: Beyond the headline with Aldrin Simpia on SAFM weekdays three to six PM.
1: It is twelve minutes after five o'clock. Coming up on the show in this hour, we in conversation with Clenis um, uh, Breitenbach, who is a member of parliament and also member of the DA and this is following the appearance or supposed to have been the appearance of a g force as well as the department of correctional services and justice as well as the commissioner of uh, the commissioner um, of correctional services today in before the Parliament's Portfolio Committee on Justice and Correctional Services. However, though g did not appear, G4S did not appear, did not appear. Um, instead they sent through a lawyer as well as a legal letter about why they, couldn't, they can't appear before the committee, and also the reasons behind it, and also saying that uh, they require summons to be appear before the committee. So Glennis Breitenbach is part of uh, the committee, and she'll be joining us in the next few minutes. And then at 20 past five, focusing on the EFF's march uh, against the anti-homosexuality bill in Uganda, we will be speaking to legal practitioner, Lillohono Lomohorane, about this bill, and also looking at, for instance, the approach that has been taken by the EFF to highlight the plight of uh, members of the LGBTI plus Q community in um, Uganda. 0614104107 you tweeted Eldrin St. Pierre and our studio line is 0860002032
0: Good day Eldrin. Eldrin regarding this issue of coalition government in South Africa it's not working my brother it's not working not at all not at all Coalition government will never work in South Africa. Even at national level, you see the coalition government has just come to accelerate the downfall of South Africa. People, they don't just don't have the interests of the country; either. they just want to be in position of leadership. That's all. It will never work. Coalition government will never work in South Africa. We can we can forget about that one. But if legislation is not put in place to govern coalition government, like mm. what the DA leaders John Stays proposed, then we can forget. It's a complete chaos. It's, it's not working. Anonymous, not
1: Yeah, what do you think about what Anonymous is raising there? Um, putting legislation around um, coalition governments, and then also, do you bind them to that agreement? And how long should the uh, uh, should should that agreement be binding for? Um, because there's also the constitutional right to um, <clears throat> have the right to. Um, association of any political party as you want and when you want to do that if you want to flip sides you must be allowed to flip sides but in the context of what's currently happening in the country with all of these hung municipalities and these motions of no confidence can you say that there is a limitation to that right the freedom of association 0614104107 your tweet at Pierre and our studio line is 086 Hashtag SFMBTH.
0: Aldrin, uh, to the DA mayor or council that uh, was removed due to a, to a motion of no confidence, uh, the EFF helped uh, him to be there. So the EFF giveth, the EFF taketh away.
1: Tweet at SFM Radio and at Aldrin Simpia. The EFF giveth, the EFF taketh away. It's 15 minutes after 5 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Glynnis Breitenbach, who is a member of uh, the Democratic Alliance and also a member of uh, Parliament and a member of the Parliamentary Portfolio Committee on Justice and Correctional Services. So security company G4S has failed to appear before Parliament today to give an explanation on how convicted rapist and murderer Tabo Bester escaped from a prison they managed in Mangaung. Bester faked his death Death in May last year and had been living with the famous Dr. Nandipa Makudumana until they disappeared following an expose about the escape by news agency Ground Up. G4S was expected to meet with the Parliamentary Portfolio Committee on Justice and Correctional Services. However, uh, the company sent its lawyer instead. Glynis Braytonbach was part of that meeting and she now join us on the line. Glennis, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Um, considering the response and the letter from G4S, What's your take on it? And also, while they say that they haven't been invited, but yet they send a lawyer.
2: Uh, Good afternoon. Yes, you know, um, I mean, really, I just take such a terribly dim view of of their behavior. Uh, Clearly, they were invited um, because they sent us. They told the press they would, you know, they haven't been invited and they would, that they would love to come and cooperate. Well, you know, if you know there's a meeting taking place and you'd love to come and cooperate, then, you know, arrive and cooperate. Um, instead, they send a poorly a worded letter to say that they need to be summoned to the committee because they want the protection offered by the Powers and Privileges Act. And, uh, and one wonders why they feel the need for that protection. And that's, not, you know, something that, uh, mildly concerning. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think their behaviour, also, you know, the, the their advocate and their attorney arrived and didn't introduce themselves to anybody in the committee, didn't alert the committee to the fact that they were there, I sat in the back, and and if one of the members of the committee hadn't um, mentioned that they were there, I'm not at all sure that they ever would have uh, disclosed their this. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I, I found it, you know a little bit off. G- um, yeah.
1: This issue around um, the Privileges and Immunities Act, is it clear from your end what exactly it is that they would like protection from, considering, of course, that they are also a company that has been appointed, a service provider at least, that was appointed by a government institution, the Department of Correctional Services, which was there. No, they were...
2: They were appointed by by DCS, you know, some time ago. These contracts for privately run prisons are in place for 25 years. Because 25 years come to an end, I think in 2026 20, around there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, at which at which point, the prisons have should be handed back over to DCS. So um, clearly, they they, they established the prisons, they run them for 25 years in the profit motive. They actually be, give them back in good working order. So there's a benefit for everybody.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so so they're in a contractual relationship with with DCS and uh and, and you know, DCS was there, they they start uh confidentiality uh with the to their contract with DCS rather. a personal services is in the meeting today. And I've got no doubt that he would have released them from that confidentiality clause had they just asked.
1: Well, is it clear that this time around that they will be given that that waiver? Um, I know this is something that you also raised in, in that committee meeting as well, now that the summons will be issued.
2: Well, the summons will be issued and they will appear. I mean, if they don't, they'll be in contempt and then they you know, have to deal with that problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so they certainly will receive a summons and they certainly will have to come. But the protection that they that offer is a really, really protection. Simply means that the the information that is gathered during our committee sitting, in which we intend to inquire about what happened there, uh, can't be packaged and used as is against them. Similar to any commission of inquiry or whatever, you can't just yep. take that information and present it as evidence. You have to get it via a different route with a proper investigation. Right? So it's not a, yeah. a serious, you know, indemnity kind of thing that. That, they, that
1: they're capable of getting. No. Mm-hmm. But couldn't the committee continue with its meeting considering that you had the Correctional Services Commissioner there, you had the Minister there as mm-hmm. well, and also we're also looking into the conduct of the department itself because uh, when, w- when the news came, for instance, even speaking about the email that was sent to the Deputy Minister, uh, we haven't had an explanation as yet around that. So there's also no, the well, conduct of the department and authorities as well after the news broke that this man had actually escaped
2: unquestionably the Department have got questions to answer. Uh, And that's absolutely so. And and it was very unfortunate that we couldn't proceed to that. But all the members, myself included, felt that we shouldn't proceed because, you know, we want to hear from G4S first. We want to ask our questions if we have to them first. Otherwise, they're going to sit and listen to all the questions we have to DCS, to the police, to the minister, to JICS, and uh, and then have plenty of time to prepare uh, a convoluted defense to what we're asking about. So, you know, in in a criminal trial, for instance, you call the accused first. You don't uh, don't, listen to all these witnesses and then call the accused Mm -hmm. Uh, because so that he can't sit there and think of defenses for what might be said. It's precisely the the position here. We don't want to uh, engage with the police or with GCS or with the judicial inspectorate or with the minister. And so we've heard GCS. Otherwise, all they will do all day is sit and say, "Which we don't know and it's not our fault and blame G4S and ask them this. And you know, we're yep. chasing our own tails. There's no point. So yes, the expenditure uh, uh, for them to get here today is probably largely wasted, and that's very unfortunate. We're mindful of that. But in in the interest of holding a, a sensible effective and efficient inquiry that will produce results, it was the right thing to do.
1: Thank you so much for your time. Glynis Breitenbach, member of the Parliamentary Portfolio Committee on Justice and Correctional Services, and also an MP, a member of the Democratic Alliance.